Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Today, we talk about income-driven repayment waivers. Let's get right to it. The U.S. Department of Education has implemented several waivers for income-driven repayment plans. The CARES Act and Extensions. Let's first talk about this. The Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, also known as CARES, was passed by Congress on March 27, 2020. Section 3513 of the CARES Act provides a payment pause and interest waiver on eligible federal student loans. The obligation for borrowers to make payments on eligible federal loans is, of course, suspended and new, no, no, no new, no new, not new, no, and no new interest will accrue. All right. Nevertheless, the paused payments still count as though they had been made toward the various student loan forgiveness programs. These loan forgiveness programs include teacher loan forgiveness and public service loan forgiveness, PSLF, as well as the forgiveness of the remaining debt after 20 or 25 years of payments in an income-driven repayment plan. Borrowers must still work in qualifying jobs, though, for teacher loan forgiveness and PSLF. This student loan moratorium has been extended. A lot. A total of six times, with the most recent extensions set to expire August 31st, 2022. This yields a total of 30 qualifying payments toward student loan forgiveness, which is half of the required number of payments for teacher student loan forgiveness. Crazy! A quarter of the required number of payments for public service loan forgiveness and 10 or 12.5% of the required number of payments for income-driven repayment. Wow! Now let's talk about the limited PSLF waiver. All right, so the U.S. Department of Education announced a limited PSLF waiver on October 6, 2021. Previously, if you were involved in the program, you had to make 120 qualifying payments while working full-time in a qualifying public service job to have your remaining eligible federal loan qualify for forgiveness under the PSLF. Qualifying payments included payments made under standard 10-year repayment or even an income-driven repayment plan. Only loans in the direct loan program were eligible for this. Congress also created the Temporary Expanded Public Service Loan Forgiveness, TEPSLF, or TEPSLF. Can we say TEPSLF? I don't know. To allow for payments made under graduated repayment and extended repayment plans to count, provided that the payments made during the last 12 months were at least as much as they would have been under an income-driven repayment plan. The limited PSLF waiver expands which payments will count toward forgiveness, provided that the borrower worked in a qualifying public service job, of course, and files a PSLF form using the PSLF Help Tool by October 31, 2022. The following types of payments do count toward PSLF. Late payments and partial payments, payments made under any repayment plan, payments on a Federal Family Education Loan Program, FFELP loan, if the borrower consolidates the FFELP loans into a Federal Direct Consolidation Loan and then files a PSLF form by the deadline, phew, payments made prior to consolidation, 
and qualifying payments for teacher loan forgiveness. Parent PLUS loans, by the way, are not eligible for this limited PSLF waiver. Let's move on to the American Rescue Plan Act, which was enacted on March 11, 2021, which provides tax-free student loan forgiveness and discharge for all student loans through December 31, 2025. This includes the forgiveness of the remaining loan balance after 20 or 25 years of payments in an income-driven repayment plan. Loan forgiveness under public service loan forgiveness was already tax-free. Now we talk about the fix for payment count failures and forbearance steering. We just recently did a whole podcast on forbearance steering that you can also listen to as well, if you want to dig a little bit deeper on that. But the U.S. Department of Education announced a set of fixes for a bunch of problems in the federal student loan programs on April 19, 2022. And one of those was forbearance steering. So, the Department of Education alleges that student loan servicers improperly placed borrowers in forbearances instead of income-driven repayment plans. Arg! A forbearance does not count toward loan forgiveness, of course, while income-driven repayment does. To address this problem, the U.S. Department of Education will count long-term forbearances toward forgiveness under PSLF and income-driven repayment. Long-term forbearances include forbearance periods of 12 consecutive months or longer and forbearances of 36 cumulative months or longer. If a borrower does not qualify for this waiver, but feels that they may have been a victim of forbearance steering, they can request a review of their situation by filing a complaint with the FSA Ombudsman. The adjustments of the qualifying payment counts will occur in fall 2022. Problems with qualifying payment counts Loan servicers were not tracking the number of qualifying payments toward the automatic forgiveness of the remaining debt after 20 or 25 years of payments in an income-driven repayment plan. To address this problem, the U.S. Department of Education will count any month during which the borrower made a payment on their loans, regardless of repayment plan, and including payments made prior to consolidation. Failure to count economic hardship deferment. Months in an economic hardship deferment do count toward forgiveness of the remaining debt after 20 or 25 years of payments in an income-driven plan. But loan servicers were not counting qualifying payments because it is not possible to distinguish an economic hardship deferment from other types of deferments prior to 2013, months spent in deferment other than an in-school deferment prior to 13, will count toward the income-driven repayment forgiveness. That is great news. Now let's move on to talking just a bit, and this is the last thing we'll talk about today, on the recertification deadline. Borrowers in an income-driven repayment plan must recertify their income and family size annually. This was suspended during the pandemic. Borrowers who were scheduled to recertify starting in March 2022 are just going to have their recertification date delayed for at least a year. So this means that the earliest a borrower could be required to recertify is March 2023. If a borrower's income has changed, they can self-report their income through the end of February 2023. Choose, I'll report my own income information in the Income Information section of the IDR plan request form. 
Starting in March 2023, borrowers will no longer have the option to self-report their income. Just an FYI there. And that is our show for today. If you found this helpful, please like us, subscribe. You can also follow us on pretty much any social media you have. Just search for The College Investor. And you can dive a little bit deeper on different ways of paying back your loans and all kinds of different repayment plans you can get into as well. And if you have more questions about student loan forgiveness plans and repayment and all that kind of stuff, please check us out at thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks again for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.